the first therapist that I had has, um, you experienced stargazers out there may know. <laughs> um, anyway, the, the first therapist that I had, um, was just absolutely amazing. Um, and really was a great experience as far as just finally getting the help that I needed. The therapist that I've been seeing since my first one left has been really good. We get along great, and he does a great job of making me feel like he really cares about me, just like my last one did. And I guess since we're comparing the two, the first one was hotter, but I'm sure that there's somebody out there that would consider my current therapist a total stud. Anyways... One thing that um, he does that really <laughs> throws me for a loop is when I'm describing a moment from my life or something a person's done, he'll ask me, how did I feel? And I remember the first time that he asked me that, it was when I was describing the current relationship I have with my parents. And there was a time where we were visiting my parents, my wife and I, sitting in the living room, and I decided to start up some documentary regarding the Parkland shooting. When I pressed play on the movie, I guess, if I'm being honest, I knew that it was probably going to make things a little tense. But then again, this is possibly my expertise at self-shaming on display, so we're going to try not to blame me. (laughs) For other people's actions. So anyway, my dad didn't see what I pressed play on. But shortly after the movie started and he saw what the movie was about, he became incredibly insensitive. Long story short, it just caused a fight. And my dad treating me as if I was some kind of brainwash libtard, in spite of me explaining that the movie is just completely about the parents dealing with the tragedy of the shooting and the aftermath of that shooting. Like, how the parents had to go through something so horrible and nightmarish. Basically, it was just another example of the disgusting person that my dad is. And once I finished up with the story, my therapist asked the question, How did I feel? And I went on describing what was said, uh, my reaction to it, the fallout of it. But my therapist stopped and then clarified that he wanted to know how I felt during that moment. I really had to pause and think about that. Like This was the first moment where I realized that when I'm telling these stories, when I'm reflecting on things that happen, I don't really ever consider the feelings. I don't ever really explain the feelings. I typically just stick with the actions, the facts of what happened. Maybe the closest I ever got to feelings when I'm telling a story or when I'm addressing the fallout, like how everybody was reacting. But I never really take the time to think about how I felt in those moments. And I can't quite remember for sure, but I'm fairly certain This was the session where he first wrote down and gave me the mantra, you know, the one that I've said a few times on here, what I think and feel matters. 
It's the line that I used to close the last episode about the religious indoctrination and how it contributes to mental illness. Something so basic, so fundamental, like it literally could be on a kid's TV show. (laughs) For me, though, it was like such a monumental change to the worldview I had lived with, possibly because of the religious indoctrination, the way I was treated, and any other indoctrination that we might get to hopefully within the next few weeks. What I think and feel matters. It meant that no one had the right to treat me with complete disregard to my thoughts and feelings. It proved to me that the things that hurt me from before were valid and legitimate. It was a statement that I'm just as important as everyone else. It's not the easiest concept for me to grasp, since I'm such a pro at self-hatred and shame, but I think having the experience of someone telling me this in such a sincere way has really helped me on the journey of, I guess, accepting this as truth. I started to do whatever I could to express myself when I felt great or positive. Any good feelings I had were deserving to be shared. They were important, after all. There were occasions where if I felt like someone needed to be aware that their actions were making me feel uncomfortable or hurt, I found myself expressing that as well. My feelings matter, and because they matter, I deserve to be treated like I matter. So that that means we're making progress, right? Like, we're realizing things and working towards bettering ourselves. Hell, with the last episode, we talked about some of the indoctrination that plays a role in discrediting our feelings. Look at the insight we're gaining. The thing is, though, (laughs) feelings come in all kinds of different ways. Some feelings are horrible. Forget about monsters under the bed. I'm terrified of the monsters under my skin. The taking off the donkey skin episode was one where we kind of explored some of those awful, terrible feelings. And last week, it started with those monsters emerging again. In the times where the negative feelings come, I've been trying to fight back against them, clinging to my rational side and trying to prove to myself that all of these feelings are lies. Like they don't belong inside of me, and they need to be killed. Something that further complicates things is being a person who lacks the ability to create any self-worth. Oftentimes, the amount of ammunition I have to fight back is completely dependent on outside sources. The horde of terrors that reside in me began their intense onslaught on me pretty early Sunday morning, everything I did that day, everything about that day, just giving them more strength, making them more bloodthirsty. Amidst my battle with these awful feelings, I had a moment that made me feel like I wasn't being listened to, which only isolated me, which in turn filled these nightmarish fiends with more confidence as they knew that they had the advantage. Again, I pushed back. 
I'm pushed back against it hard. And I was trying to brush this feeling off by just explaining to myself why it's not that I wasn't being listened to, but that the person that I was trying to communicate with just didn't know how to respond to that. I mean, fuck, I don't even know what to do in these situations. The rational side of me, though, can only fight back for so long when there's just so many different feelings coming from so many directions. It made a valiant effort, but eventually it ended up falling, leaving myself alone in this darkness with the pain, the anger, the hate, the sadness, the emptiness, all my failures staring back at me. I looked around at the room that I was in, containing people that I loved and that gave me so much meaning in life. And looking at all of these wonderful people, but still filling this void, destroying me from the inside. They were so close to me. It was like I could just reach out and bring myself back to reality. But yet I'm, I'm trapped in this cage where they can't hear me. They can't see the danger that I'm in. At some point, I laid down and just felt everything start to overtake me. The noises, the thoughts, these awful, awful feelings. I felt myself fall. I closed my eyes and just let go of the fight. I'm not sure how to describe it, but it was literally like this physical transition. My entire being felt hopeless, sad, disappointed, and alone. I started silently crying to myself. Something I don't tend to do. I mean, there's times where I feel like I could cry, but I always find a way to stuff it down. But here, I cried for a good minute or two. And then started to slowly return back to life. Slowly ascending back and standing up on the same battlefield that I've been so familiar with. And this battlefield is like a home for me. It's all I've ever known. And that's where it becomes a little sick to me, a little demented. Getting better means that I've got to go outside of my comfort zone, outside of home. I have to leave my home and venture out into the unknown. Eventually, I got myself together, and Sunday ended with a pretty good conversation with my wife, making me feel better and, and loved. The following week, though, was a whirlwind of just dumb choices and fooling myself, which led to more dumb choices. For the first week since forever, I was able to not be so stressed out at work. It was an amazing situation. Nothing changed at work. This was my outlook, my perspective, refusing to let myself freak out. This is a great thing, right? This is like what we're working for. 
but I was doing it using distractions. Finding ways to avoid facing the issues at hand and just keeping myself happy in the moment. Think of that meme with the dog sitting in the house full of fire, sipping his drink saying, this is fine, that was me. I don't do drugs, but I think I understand highs. I find ways to achieve that dopamine rush, that kick of serotonin to get me moving, to feel the excitement of life again, to remember I'm still able to experience something other than fucking anguish. And this is exactly why I don't drink. I don't, I don't think I'd be able to control myself, and I'm terrified of myself. Each day escalated my commitment to keep myself as high as I could be without any kind of substances to assist with it. I don't know if this in and of itself is a problem, but I was doing significantly less work. While there's a chance that I might overwork myself to begin with, I don't know, And a lot of my highs come from outside sources. Entertaining someone, contributing something to their life, receiving recognition, attaining appreciation, accomplishing admiration. (laughs) Again, these are some more things that might not necessarily be a bad thing, but when it's what you need to get by, otherwise you're going to hurt It's like all of your energy goes into others and it just turns you into a showman, like a fucking character in a show that people can enjoy. It keeps you running away. What I think and feel matters. My last session with my therapist, I went in thinking it was going to be one where we're going to be able to dive into my past and explore my worldview. We're going to figure out where it was established, how, what it even is. The kind of attachments that I make because I was feeling on top of the world. We weren't going to have to spend the entire session fixing the now. We were going to be able to kind of explore the past. I was happy. I was excited. I was hyped up. And then it started with my therapist asking me about how things were since we last saw each other. And I was like, you know what? Sunday was rough, but I'm feeling great now. (laughs) And he slows me down. And he asks me to talk about Sunday. And we go through it all. The pain, the failure that I was feeling, the attempts to find ways outside of the spiral, the feeling of not being listened to, the isolation that I felt, and finally the breakdown. What is the thing that he focuses on? The attempts that I made to fight back against these negative feelings. He asks me about this inner dialogue that I have and how I'm doing everything that I can to disprove my feelings. We explored how someone can't provide me with ammunition that I need when they don't even know how to give it and why using whatever ammunition I had against these monsters was the incorrect response anyway. Through our conversation, I realized that (laughs) as much as I have this what I think and feel matters on my mind. And as much as I spend talking about it in the last episode and about indoctrination and the way it treats your thoughts and your feelings, I was still discrediting my feelings, still treating them as if they didn't matter. 
I thought that fighting back against these monsters was the best thing for myself. That if I could defeat them, I would be better. Like, this was my goal, right? All along. To kill the pain. To destroy the negativity that resided in me. Holy fuck. Mass Effect 3's ending has a completely new meaning to me now. Just kidding. Um, back to this, sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. So, I, I mean, like, the concept of being better is not feeling this way. Is Is to discover ways to not hurt. And my therapist is saying that this is something I'm supposed to not do. (laughs) My therapist went on to also say that while he's not necessarily saying that I'm uh, avoiding or suppressing my feelings, basically I'm trying to avoid and suppress my feelings. And it just hit me so hard that the affection that I need and my attempts to achieve that dopamine hit are like fucking sneakers that I put on when I start running away from these emotions that I don't even want to be near. And these feelings are a part of me. So what does that say about me? He then introduced an idea that didn't make any fucking sense to me. I was supposed to stop and to let go and fall into this void Allow myself to feel. And this destroys anything I ever thought about what I was supposed to do with these negative feelings. I was no longer a runner, no longer a warrior with his sword and his shield ready to fight. But I was the terror that I was fighting this entire time. I told him that there was no way I was just going to be able to let myself feel it all because I'd be useless for the whole day. He said that maybe what the goal should be for now is to just allow myself 10 minutes a day to just let me feel it all, give myself the time to process it all. And if I've got to cry for the 10 minutes or scream in a pillow, whatever it is, to just allow myself the freedom to process those feelings, within reason, obviously. I used to think that I was supposed to do something with these feelings. Like if they're not useful to me, if they're not things that I can use to bring results to others or to bring myself something, like why should they even exist? They shouldn't fucking matter. I'm by no means a feelings expert after all of this, but thinking about it and reflecting on it, I don't know. I guess it's like the negative feelings can be great teachers of things we should avoid, types of people that aren't worth our time, and how we can achieve being great people by knowing how not to produce these feelings in others. But at least in my experience, there's a ton of negative feelings left over. There are times where, you know, I guess it does make sense on some level why negative feelings are needed. A surplus of them, though, moments that can cause an overexposure to these feelings, they cause a type of poisoning inside of us 
it leaves behind residue and eventually with more and more negative feelings, leaving traces of themselves inside of us, not processing them correctly, just adding to that extra amount of fucking awfulness. And before we know it, there's just too much to process. There's just too much to handle. Callback time. Mix all of this in with any possible indoctrination that teaches you these feelings are wrong, that you should just get over it, that you shouldn't be this sad. How can you not end up with just like dangerous levels of toxic feelings? But these feelings are valid. And they are important. And they mean just as much as the good ones. It's just that we've trapped ourselves into believing that not being happy means that something is wrong with us. And before we know it, there's just so much pain and so much sadness that it's all just so fucking terrifying to deal with. And terrifying is an understatement. Every time I think about just letting go, allowing myself to feel this pain and this sadness, it's... Honestly, I get so fucking scared. I had a really hard day on Saturday. And it was filled with a plagueness of hatred, anger, and disappointment within myself. My day was consumed with things that I'd never achieve and a reminder that I'm not the person I hope to be. Real bad stuff was going on. And I tried at first to distract myself from it. But either in a moment of complete stupidity or bravery, I found myself realizing that I just needed to let myself feel it. Slowly, I, I dipped my toe into this raging river of emotions until I found myself falling in and being swept away. And I wish I could tell y'all that I was able to handle it beautifully, that I faced it down and processed my feelings exactly like I should have. But instead, I remembered another thing that my therapist said to me. It's as if I'm begging for someone to listen. It's like I just want to be heard. Which is, I mean, I have a fucking podcast about this shit. Like, what the hell? I realized that maybe I didn't have to be alone in this moment. And so I reached out. It was hard to do because I didn't want to burden them with my issues. But I know that I'd want them to do the same for me. To allow me the chance to be there for them. So I let them in. Fortunately for me, uh, they were available and they were just there for me when I needed it the most. And I got to say, like these past few days, I probably teared up way more than I have in a long time. But the only way to heal, the only way to get better is to let this poison out. Fighting against this poison only pushes it further in but accepting who you are accepting how you feel 
processing that and not letting other people guilt you into feeling how they think that you should feel is the very definition of your feelings matter. Or at least that's what it is until my therapist completely shatters everything that I think I know again. 